This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. I wasn't sure there for a minute. <laughs> so, who am I? I don't know who I am. I don't know what well, day I don't it know is. Who I am anyway. I'm Karen Chotten from Gardnerville, Nevada, and you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 12th, episode 1167. Good morning, Horse World. When your start time's on Saturday and your finish time's on Sunday, and it doesn't get much better than best conditioned, and completing the challenge is the challenge, you're an endurance rider. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love, but don't fence me in. Let me be by myself. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us here on Horses in the Morning. We want to welcome Karen back. Of course, she's here the second Tuesday of every month with Endurance Day, and I apologize for that. You know, it's a good darn thing that the show starts automatically at 9 o'clock because (laughs) I'd be late every day. (laughs) Like, I didn't even know who I was. I was like, oh, what day is it? (sighs) But you're doing good. It's good you're here. We'll have a show. I know. I'm open. I'm ready. And and I actually had my show notes all together by last week before I left to go on an endurance ride. I know. You are the earliest that anybody's ever been getting these show notes at a time. (laughs) (laughs) As as soon as anybody's ever been. And it's six o'clock in the morning and you sound brighter than I do at nine o'clock. I've got coffee. (laughs) I've got the cups all lined up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got like like three thermoses full of coffee. And we have twenty five cups yes. before we're done. And another pot brewing as we speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How many cups do you have before a ride? I guess you got to watch it there. You be going to the bathroom every five minutes. That's true. Yes, I usually just have one. Yeah, I was gonna say mm-hmm. you'd have to you have to monitor it there, but here you don't have to, right? Not so. really. We get enough little breaks in between uh, with the songs and stuff. I'm able to to run. Real quick yeah. and come back. <laughs> Everybody uh, now knows the secret. That's why we do songs. That's why people in radio do songs. It's bathroom break time. Uh-huh. The commercials. That's right. Or That's why DJs coffee. play so many commercials. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's go to Jennifer. Find out what's going to be on today's show, and then we have a lot to talk about. And you've been doing a lot, so that we have a lot to hear about as well. On today's Endurance episode with Karen Chatton, we will start out with a rejuvenating chat with Mike from Redmond Equine, all about electrolytes. And then we're going to catch up with the dynamic duo of Janet and Kathy on getting back into the saddle post-kidney transplant. And Gail Penna stops by to give us a behind-the-scenes look at how one gets all the paperwork in order to participate in the Rose Bowl Parade. So stay tuned for the parade, folks. 
Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate that. Well, I know you were out to a ride this weekend, but I also know that you've been doing a couple others, right? Right. A couple of weeks before the local ride that I just did, I went up to Oregon and did the Grizzly Mountain Ride, which is two days, and I got to ride each of my horses 50 miles up there. We had a really good time. Uh, it was a really beautiful trail, a lot of green grass, great you know, change of scenery, um, really nice people, nice group of people, nice vets, lots of water up there. Um, the only thing is, is I've got now a good Les Schwab story. Um, the day before I went to leave, I checked my tire pressures and I actually had a flat tire. So I changed it and brought it up to the tire store and they actually had to replace it with a new one. And I got it back home. <clears throat> Dave helped me put it on that night. Then the next day I blew a tire out we were just driving. We'd been driving for maybe three hours, and I blew an, a tire out. So we was a, we were able to pull over and get it changed. And I said to my friend that I was traveling with, boy, you know, I'm really glad I travel with two spares because it's still another hour or two to the next city where we could possibly get another tire. And he kind of, I could tell, he's like, well, why do you need two spares for that? Isn't that a little overkill? Well, guess what? Like 20 minutes later, I blew another tire. Oh, Good geez. golly! How old were you know? driving on? <laughs> <laughs> well, what were the police out, out there with their spike strips trying to oh stop gosh. you, or what? <laughs> well, the tires were actually. I looked it up. The tires were three and a half years old, and apparently, probably they should have been replaced at three years of age and not waited till three and a half. So then as it turned out, I had called Les Schwab, thank God for my smartphone, and I called them when I got the first blowout and I said, hey, I'm I'm going to be coming your way in a couple of hours. Have you got, you know, this size tire? And the guy says, oh, yeah, I do. And he says, in fact, I've got a whole set just in case you need them. And I, I'm thinking, okay, that's great, but I just need one. And I call him back a half hour later. Hey, about those tires, I am going to need them. <laughs> you know, because so we kept getting delayed changing tires. Uh, we pulled in. You're real good at that now. That. You're... Oh, yes, I am. I got really good, some good experience. Practice. Practice makes perfect. So we pulled in about a half an hour before their closing time, got the horses out, went and um, you know, they had a field behind their shop where we could take them and let them graze and eat. And actually, by the time we were done with that, we walked over to see how they were doing and they were already finished. They had put all new tires. Um, I actually was able to get an upgraded better tire that they had. Uh, and I actually saved money over what they sell them for where I live. <laughs> so actually, it worked out really good. But in the meantime, you know, we just we had to develop a pretty good sense of humor over having to keep stopping to change <laughs> tires. But the the guys there were awesome. They were so fast and efficient and, and did their jobs and, and had us on our way. And it really didn't delay us at all because we needed to let the horses have that break anyway. Well, and your horses are used to traveling and doing weird things. So it was no big deal for them. Uh, well, I think they probably it, thought they were getting shot at every time a tire blew. It went down. <laughs> hey, uh, two questions about the Grizzly Mountain Ride in Bend, Oregon. One is, did you see any grizzlies? No, we we didn't, but we saw a bobcat, and actually, it was literally a, a bobcat tractor that someone had parked 
<laughs> underneath a big tree. And and as we were crossing this section of trail, I, we joked that there's a bobcat in the tree right there. <laughs> I took a picture of it. But that, that was it. That was no, it, huh? No, no actual real, you know, living critters or anything like that. Um, what was the but, terrain like up there? Was it all wooded or? It's a little bit of high desert. There there were some trees, a lot of green grass and sagebrush. There were some wildflowers, a really nice camp with green grass for the horses to graze. And it was a a, a really nice ride. And I GPSed it. It came in at just over 52.8 miles both days. So, wow, very good. And I, good I heard through the grapevine, that there was an issue, though. You you had tire issues. Some people just weren't allowed to leave at all. What was the story there? Oh, with the EHV-1 outbreak. Yeah. had some of that going on up in Oregon and also in some of the Midwestern states and Eastern states. There's also been an outbreak of um, vesicular stomatitis in some of the um, southwestern states like New Mexico, Arizona, and Utah. And actually, some of the horses that were at the Mount Carmel XP had to be quarantined. I think there were 14 of them. And I think they're being released today or maybe it was yesterday to be able to go home. They've been stuck there, I think, for two weeks altogether. Um, oh, waiting can you for imagine? More what would you but, do? Um, you have a job and you're out at a ride on the weekend. You get quarantined. You're you're six hours from home or whatever. I uh-huh. mean, you you have to so you have to stay there and take care of the horses. You can't go anywhere with them. You're not allowed to bring them off the property, so you can't like right. go to a boarding stable and board them. Uh, so what do you do? I mean, that kind of I stuff. know because you probably need to go get more food for them because most of us don't travel with enough food to be feeding them for that long of a period. So, and yourself. And yourself, yes, I know. So I know you got to be real careful. So it's really important right now to get um, health papers when when we travel, so that we you know we are current and up to date, and we're you know that will hopefully help us from getting stuck. But we also need to look up on the internet and make sure that there's no outbreaks of you know the VS or the EHV in areas where we're going because something like that could happen besides putting your horse at risk of possibly getting sick you don't want to end up in a quarantine situation or not being allowed to get back home into your home state Um, some of the states now have um, some like 30-day requirements for some of these horses that have been in these areas before they can enter back oh is that right Mm -hmm. that wouldn't be much fun either (laughs) no no that wouldn't be much fun either Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow, I didn't realize that was going on. I didn't realize they had uh, put put those uh, quarantine things in place in some of the states. Because uh, it seems like every year we have an outbreak of uh, something in the spring that causes problems. Uh, but this one, I, sure, I just never, right. had, I never had thought about you know being your way at a show and being quarantined for a couple of weeks. What would you do? I mean, you have a job know. usually. You know, you <laughs> to go back there you something. You just have to make the best of it. That's about all you can do. You know, just like having to stop and change flat tires. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. You just got to make that the sucks. best of the situation and, and look at the bright side and think, well, it could be worse. Now, you did another one, uh, the High Desert 50? I did. It was out of Fallon, and it was a 
also a, a, cha- a very challenging ride. Nevada. A lot of climbing in Nevada. In Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. And my friend that's been riding my horse Bo with me for several months did her first 50 on him. And oh, it was cool. the first time my two horses got to ride together on a 50. And they both had a great time. They thought it was a ton of fun. And um, I hear today she's still not willing to walk upstairs. I told her maybe try going backwards. <laughs> I imagine after your first 50, yeah, you're walking a little gingerly for a couple of days. Right. And it was kind of funny to watch as she got tired. Bo got stronger because he knew he was heading back to camp and was going to be done. And the horses just love, they get so strong when they know they're going back into camp. And of course it was pretty much all downhill and he wanted to go and she just wanted him to slow down. (laughs) And so, you know, he kind of, I think probably wore her out a little bit, but she did a pretty good job of keeping him rated and, and uh, we finished and, um, Horses are home and they both look great, so so we're happy with that. Very good. Well, we're glad to hear that. And uh, it, it looks like uh, Jennifer's having a little trouble getting a hold of Mike. Uh, so if you can, if, if Karen, if you have a different number for him, that would be great because uh, she's having trouble with that one you gave her. Okay. Uh, and of course, while you're doing that, I'll just mention that uh, we have. Uh, we have really bad ads coming up on Friday, so get your really bad ads in to Jennifer at a really at Jennifer at reallybadads.com. Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Put really bad ads in the subject line, and of course that's brought to you by equitymfg.com, the home of the best manure forks in the world. So that'll be coming up on Friday's show as well. If you want to listen to past episodes of Karen here on Horses in the Morning, you can go to horsesinthemorning.com. And you can just search for past episodes. Uh, just search for Karen Chatton or Endurance, and it'll bring up all the past episodes that she's done. And you can listen to them all at horsesinthemorning.com. Uh, and what else did I have to mention here? Uh, we have a whole bunch of fun shows coming out on the other shows that we do on the network. You can listen to those at our app. You just uh, search in your app store, iOS or Android, for Horse Radio Network, and you'll find the Horse Radio Network app. It's free. It's easy to use, and all eight shows that we do are on there, including including the Horses in the Morning show. Now, it's not live, but you do hit a recorded version immediately after. So that is what's happening here on the Horse Radio Network. Are you having any luck, Karen? Um, my browser just froze, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm almost there. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I know she's trying to get rid of the or get rid get get a hold of the first guest here today, and uh, okay, I've I have found. I think I have found it, and and so other exciting news: my saddle has left customs in Los Angeles. My Pandora that I ordered a couple months ago from Australia and it should be here this week, just in time for me oh, to ride in cool. the rain this weekend. Very cool. And that's the new, that we had that girl on a couple of, uh, uh-huh, Natasha. Uh-huh. Yep. 
yeah, I knew that we had her on a couple of months ago, and that was that cool new light saddle that was so light that you could you could barely even tell it was a saddle, right? Right. It weighs about four pounds. It's going to be great. And, of course, it's supposed to rain this weekend, but I don't care. I'm going to go right in it anyway. Because well, I don't it, hurt if it gets wet. It's carbon fiber. That's right. I was going to say it shouldn't matter. Now, this one, uh, what color did you get? I know it comes in about 85 different colors. It does. It comes in. Actually, you can get them painted any way you want with artwork, design, flags, prints, anything, artwork. I ordered mine in uh, the color Bay. It's a metallic brown with the kind of black carbon fiber trim. Oh, so you didn't order anything bright, like bright red or bright yellow? I didn't. I I know. I'll probably think later that I should You went have, boring. I did, but I'm going to put a sheepskin over it, and I'm going to have packs on it. <laughs> it's not going to matter yeah. that much. Now, I it's know. pretty hard. It doesn't have any padding at all, right? It doesn't. It's carbon fiber material. That's what makes it so light and so strong. Uh, and then there's adjustable pads on the bottom so that you can make it hopefully uh, work for a wide variety of different backs with our horses. When I rode with when Natasha was here visiting with me, I was able to ride in it a few times and we went for some long rides and the sweat pattern on it was just beautiful. And my horse, he moved out so nice in it. It was just really nice to see. Now, can you imagine how your friend, can you imagine how your friend who just did her first 50 would feel if she had ridden in that saddle? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, it might take some getting used to for us, but it works for the horse, so we'll just have to, you know, keep practicing in it. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, I, and I'm excited to hear how it goes because that is a minimalist saddle. I mean, it really takes it, you know, what we're used to in saddles and takes it down to the bare essence. It almost looks like nothing but the tree. And, you know, that's not something uh, that's not something that, that you would, uh, you know, you would, normally ride in. I mean, you usually have some padding there. Right. That's why I did order the sheepskin with it, just so that I can get used to it. We're not as tough as the Australians, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And we also carry a lot more stuff. That's the interesting other difference between the endurance riders in Australia versus the United States. They're very minimalistic compared to us. You know, we carry literally everything, including the kitchen sink, but they still do the same distances. They would still have to carry water and all that stuff, right? They do, and they might carry a water bottle with them, but often that's all. You know, and I've got a first aid kit, and I've got a hoof pick, and, you know, a roll of vet wrap, and, you know, some zip ties, and just all these little things that add up, you know. So I'm going to try to you know, cut back on the weight myself, not just on my own self, but on my saddle and all the gear that I carry. Well, uh, um, let's do this. Let, let's let uh, go to Distance Depot with our product of the month while we're waiting for our first guest here. And we had a chance to catch up with Kristen from Distance Depot the other day. Tell us about that. Karen, did you uh, what did we talk yes, about with her? We it did. Was, we talked uh, about elect, we talked about horse electrolytes and the different uh, electrolyte brands that the Distance Depot carries. Okay, very good. But well, let's take a listen. Well, good morning, Kristen. Thank you for joining us. 
Good morning, Karen and Glenn. Thanks for having me. And today we're going to talk about electrolytes. So uh, give us a little overview about some of the electrolytes that you carry. Okay. Um, in looking at our site, we, we really do carry quite a few of them. Um, we have a few economical powders. When they're done in powder form, of course, they can be mixed in a syringe. Um, some people like to use applesauce or Maalox um, to mix it. One of our most palatable um, electrolytes that we carry is called Perform and Win. Um, it has more sugar in it than the others, um, so, of course, it's sweeter, and most horses will eat it right out of your hand. We mix it in, in their water, and our horses mm-hmm. love to drink. In fact, they'll pull the bucket from each other and, <laughs> and try to get the other one out of the way to drink it. They really like it. Um, another one of the powders that we have is Enduramax, and it's a stronger electrolyte with added calcium and magnesium. Um, so it helps with metabolic problems such as thumps and tying up. It's a stronger electrolyte, um, and as most of your listeners may know, electrolytes are sort of a personal, um, you know, each horse is an individual. So, it, you know, what electrolyte works for one may not work for another as far as dosing. Um, it's just something I think that you end up um, playing with until you get your horse's system um, figured out and what's best for him. Right, it's part art and part science to get uh, each horse right. figured out sometimes, isn't it? And I think it is. And and the Enduramax was actually developed um by endurance veterinarians. So, you know, it has it does have that um added uh calcium and magnesium. And um they've come out with a paste also that they've buffered because it is a stronger electrolyte, so it helps in the stomach um digestion to you know, to help protect the stomach because a lot of salt over a long period of time, of course, can lead to other um, <laughs> other digestive problems. So, but those are two of the um, powdered electrolytes, and then of course we have some that are in easy tube form, which are very easy to administer and fit in your packs. One of the popular ones is an uh, an electrolyte called Light Now. Mm-hmm. It's available in a single-dose tube as well as a three-dose tube. And then we do little bundles where you can buy three and save or buy a dozen and save. So that makes it more economical also. Right. And I like the Light Now three-dose syringes because if you're on a ride like, say, Tevis, you know, you just have the one syringe that you can put in your pack and carry, and, and then you don't have to be replacing syringes as often. Right. Yeah, and the three-dose makes it more economical too. The newest electrolyte that we carry is um, by um, Peak Performance, and it is called Perfect Balance. It has no sugars and no fillers, so you end up feeding a little less than what most people are used to, I think. Um, But that comes in powder form and also in the easy-to-administer tubes. Um, And it's, you know, it has all of the same ingredients, basically, um, that the others have, so... Right, and I've used that one too quite a bit, and the Enduramax. Actually, over the years, I've probably used all of them. And um, like we were saying, it's just sort of a trial and error to figure out what works for each horse, whether they're more happy getting syringed or getting the powder placed in their feed, um, right. you know, during and ahead of time and, and post ride. And and I found usually with my guys, they're happier if I just put a little bit in their food rather than syringing them because 
you know, how horses can pout. If you swinge them at the wrong time, you get the timing wrong, and then they they pout, and then they don't want to eat, or you know, thing, they do things like that to you, which which can be really frustrating. Yes, yes, yeah. They hold it in their little lips and won't eat a thing. Or they'll go down the trail for ten miles and then spit it out somehow. <laughs> Right, as it leaks out of by the bit, yes. I know, and then you want to avoid that so you don't cause any, you know, sensitivity or sores, you know, because it is mainly salt and stuff. Um, So so actually you also sell syringes and um, you have larger dosing syringes. How do those work? Um, We do. We have uh, 66, uh, I'm sorry, a 60cc syringe, which... um, is typically, um, you know, you can fit a couple of scoops of the powder in there and administer it pretty easily. But some of the larger doses, or if you're mixing up bigger batches, we do have a 70cc drenching gun. It has a long, um, sometimes the horses, depending on the horse, you bite those plastic syringes and they can crack them. But these drenching guns, as they call them, um, hold a little more electrolytes um, and um, have a long metal um administering tip, if you will. Sounds like so that, something you know, the Marines would use, a drenching right. gun, you know? Yes, a drenching gun. <laughs> That's right. But the 200cc, of course, holds holds more, but it really doesn't, a lot of times it takes a larger hand to be able to squeeze that much in. It just makes the, the dosing gun is a little big for my hand. I prefer the smaller ones. They seem to be easier for me, but we have a, a lot of people who like those just because you can fit more in it. So if, you're tra- if your pit crew is traveling along, they can... Um, hold more electrolytes for you. Right. Laundry. And you have also some of the Redmond products. Tell us about those. We do. The um, Daily Red and Daily Gold, um, maybe some of your listeners are familiar with Redmond Rock. Um, it has its mind right here in the USA in Utah, and it has 60, 60 minerals um, as opposed to your regular um, salt block, if you will, that has maybe 10 or 11 so it has a lot of natural electrolyte in it. And the Daily Gold is great for stress relief. Um, it's a natural detox and um, helps for a healthy digestive system and provides some relief, they say, for ulcers. So very Yes, good for- my horses are getting that every day. Yeah, we're big. Li- all of our listeners know about Redmond Equine because they're, ah. <laughs> they're, they they uh, they do a lot of giveaways with us, and, and uh, boy, we love their rocks. And and also they make uh, human salt too. We have actually replaced. We don't use uh, white salt at all anymore. We, we always, don't either. Yeah, you know, we yeah. use the Redmond, don't you? That's what. Uh huh. We do. And I'm too. actually, I'm in contact with them right now, trying to um, get the table salt too because I I love it. Once you've had it, I th- and our horses love it too. We keep it loose and we keep a rock in their well, dish. It's better for you as a human yeah. because it's also got the minerals. That's uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just White and it tastes better salt. than regular salt. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it does. you're right. You're right. So. It does. And I use the red sometimes, you know, especially on just riding at home when it's been hot and they've sweated. I add a little bit extra of, of that in with their mashes, and, and that helps them recover too. Because, you know, we don't always have to, you know, use the expensive electrolytes. If they're going to, you know, we could use the powdered versions or... Yeah you know, the Redmond products and, and kind of reduce our costs some of the time and then, you know, save the, the syringes and the pre-made stuff for actual competitions. I agree. It's interesting. I think our horses come in and they look for that rock. So, 
you know, it's, it's really hot. They'll just stand around and, and, and be licking away. I mean, I think they, they know what they need. So um, they, they really like the Redmond products, too. Mine do, too. So we go to thedistancedepot.com, and how do we find the electrolytes? Um, on the left-hand side navigation, you'll look for for the horse, and you'll find the electrolyte area there. Click on that, and that will take you to all of the electrolyte products that we have available. And um, you can certainly um, – we actually have a button now on our website, too, so you can click to request a catalog but you can call us toll-free, 866-863-2349, and we'd be happy to help you that way as well. All right. Now, after talking about horse electrolytes, we're going to talk about human electrolytes with Mike Mumford from Redmond Equine. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks, Karen. Great to be here. Yep. Thank you. Well, tell us a little bit about the the Relight product that Redmond makes. Well, you guys this morning were chatting about our Redmond rocks. This is actually very similar to the crushed rock that we uh, give to our horses, the Daily Red Crush that you were talking about. It's very similar to the human version of real salt. But what we've done is we've heard over the last five years how great this real salt is to help eliminate cramps and provide electrolytes for humans as well. And so, basically, we've capsulated it in a 100% vegetable capsule, and uh, we have put it in a, in a means by where if you're running, biking, riding on your long endurance rides, you can just pop a pill every hour, pop a, a um, relight capsule. It will electro- electrolyte you, and it will eliminate all those cramps and lack of energy periods that you may have uh, on your ride. Right, I take them and I love them. I sometimes I'll swallow them whole, or I'll break the capsule open and take it that way. Right, right. It's, right. You know, it's really interesting, Karen, because I don't know um, if many of your riders do the endurance after a few hours in the saddle. You get worn down. I mean, it is hard work. You were talking about your friend riding bow, and uh-huh. um, one thing uh, these relights will do if you. Uh, pop a pill before you pop a uh, relight capsule before you start and then maybe keep some in your pocket. It will keep you energized. It will give you the energy that you need to continue on those longer rides. It helps prevent, um, you know, the, the woolly mind that you might get sometimes when you're getting really <laughs> tired and really sore. It also helps prevent nauseousness, lightheadedness, cramps, lacking in energy. So they're, they're really a great, um, product for the for the rider for the biker for how, the hey mike how big are those ta- capsules for some reason when i think of electrolytes i always think of scoops of electrolytes right so i'm picturing right. these capsules to be huge but uh, uh you, you know are they huge no they're no okay. they're they're like a regular supplement capsule and it's okay. funny because gary erickson the owner of cliff bar he used to cramp out on his iron man races and he said once i started taking the real salt I never had another cramp. And so we decided that this is a product that we needed to make a little easier for our athletes to start taking. And so we put them in these little vegetable capsules. And uh, now you can just swallow them with your drink. Or as Karen says, you could even break them open and just put it on your tongue, you know. And, and are they, I assume, they're like any other electrolyte in that they're fairly quick acting? 
Oh, I remember doing a 100-mile bike ride, and at 75 miles, I had awful cramp in my hamstring. And I put one of these on my tongue, and within two minutes, I didn't know that I had cramp. It was unbelievable. Mm. And, and I think that's why, you know, our horses can taste and, and love it, and that's why Karen uses it and, and some of these other athletes do, because it really does have an impact. In fact, you know, some of us might have those leg cramps at night time and other issues, it really helps with that, too. And I did not I keep I didn't know about these until Karen said something to me the other day. And, you know, we've had your products for years, but I didn't know about the human relay cast. <laughs> we like to keep a few things secret from you, then. A secret, yeah. yeah why, it's why not you a want secret to anymore. <laughs> we can't tell you about everything at once. But, you know what, if you go, uh, you can find these relays. She's carrying them there, and uh, and you should try some because they 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 work really well, both for the riders and the crushed elements for the horses. It's a great product. It, it is, and I take them the day after a ride also because it really helps, especially if you have a long drive home and, yeah. you know, you get that truck tie-up syndrome from sitting in the truck for very long. It really helps with that, too. It makes me feel so much better when I take them versus if I forget well, the Relight is a great way to get electrolytes without the processed sugars and the preservatives that you right. that you normally find in the in the drinks that uh, the athletes are taking. So I think it's perfect for for us. It is, and yep. this morning we're going to be giving away ten bottles to our listeners. Well, um, I'll tell you what: if you want to choose some listeners, uh, Karen. Um, just send me their addresses, and we'll just get them off in the post to them for sure. So you okay, just well, uh, decide how you're going to select the winners of those, and we'll just get them off to them. I think we were going to have them um, make a com- click like and make a comment on the Redmond Equine page on Facebook and tag Horses in the Morning. Okay. Okay. And if they we'll keep an open for if, that. And uh, if ten yeah. writers or ten listeners do that, then we'll get in touch with them and get their addresses and get that to you. So all they have to do is go make a comment on uh, on the Redmond Equine Facebook page and just mention horses in the morning? Because I'm doing that yep. now because I want my free uh, relay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be the first on there, so I'm on there now. I'm just doing that right away. Uh, is it, do, or do you have that role where family and friends are exempt? No, you know, we live in Florida. It's hot here, Mike. It's hot. Yeah, I know. You need it. You need it. <laughs> now, how often do you ta- how many do you take and how often do you take them? Well, um, you know, if I was going to do a 50-mile uh, ride, I would certainly take one or two before the ride, say maybe 20 minutes, half an hour before the ride with, with uh, Walter. And then I'd keep um, half a dozen in my pocket, actually maybe a few more, because your friends who you ride with always seem to, to want them and need them as well. But yeah, because they would... look like they're wilting, I always give right. them to my friends. Right, and actually it's amazing <laughs> how much it perks them up. Yeah, so I would keep a few in my pocket, and then I'd just take one an hour. It's about now, half it... a gram, and it works does it... Yeah, every hour. Well, does it make you extra thirsty? Well, you're drinking normally anyway, but no, it doesn't actually. And it's okay. amazing because the the rather like horses, the body when it needs salt, it 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 turns and makes it really sweet, and your body really needs it. So no, it's not a it's not an issue. It's actually one an hour. 
some people might take a little bit more if they're doing more um, harder exercises like running or biking. But with riding, one an hour would be perfect. Oh, and you know, the thing that surprised me, Karen, about these is how cheap they are. <laughs> they're not expensive at all. Uh, right. Yeah, I think they're about eleven ninety nine for a bottle of 60. And uh, I think that's probably what Kristen is um, selling them on Distance Depot for. Well, very good. This is uh, terrific. I did not know about this all the years we've been talking about your products. So we're definitely going to have to get some. And uh, I'm glad you could stop by. Now, are you still riding? you still doing some races? Yes, I've got my nine-year-old Arabian. Um, he's still a handful, and I think he could be very good down the road. I haven't ridden as much as I like to. My daughter's doing some great soccer stuff, and so, you know, with that and work and other things, I've been pulled many different ways. So I ride a couple of times a week, but not enough to really do the longer rides, but I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back into them because I love it. Well, very good. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. I've missed seeing you over at the expos and stuff. We haven't run into you lately. Well, we we pick and choose which ones we go to, um, but uh, we didn't do Rolex this year. I think we'll be doing Rolex again next year, and um, so we'll we'll bump into you again. But Ocala, it's a long way from Utah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we haven't been up to visit you. <laughs> right, right. Well, you're always welcome. You know that. Uh, yes. <laughs> thank you for that. Well, Very thank good. You, well, Thanks, Karen. All right. Take care, Mike. It's uh, redmondecline.com. You want to search for it on Facebook. Go over there. Do a post on there. Say you heard about it from Horses in the Morning, and you'll get yourself a free bottle of Relight. Uh, you know, I don't think in the years we've been doing shows, probably 4,000 episodes here on the network, we've ever talked about human electrolytes. We've talked oh, about wow. them for the horses many times, but we've never talked about them for humans. Oh, they're why. very helpful. They really are. Yeah. They make a big difference. I mean, I'll still be tired after a, a 50, but I'm usually not sore. And I know that these really have helped me a lot, you know, especially on a ride like, say, Tevis. It, it makes a, all the difference in the world. You know, we've learned so much from you, Karen, because your body has taken abuse that nobody else <laughs> has. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's why we learned so much from Karen. She's done it all. She's made all the mistakes, and she's here to help us not do that. She's done it the hard way. <laughs> all right. So uh, you had a chance with Jennifer over the weekend to catch up with some guests that we had on before, didn't you? We did. Uh, Janet and Kathy, who six months ago today um, – um, I mean, it's a really incredible story, but Janet donated her kidney to Kathy and basically saved her life. And they met through distance riding, which is really kind of cool. And now they're both starting to ride again and getting back to their full lives. And of course, they're still best of friends. And I mean, what a great, you know, selfless act and how generous that was and um, yes, we caught up with them, and here, here's Kathy and Janet. Well, good morning, and thank you for joining us again on the show, Kathy and Janet. Um, we're here today to talk to you and get an update on how you both are doing. It's just really neat how endurance writers are able to, to go through some of these you know, huge changes like you guys have, and you're still out there. I think that's just 
you know, pretty cool. So let's start with Kathy. Tell us how you're doing, how you've been feeling. I'm feeling good. Um, things are going very well. I do have some issues with hemoglobin, but um, it's it's stabilized, and some days it starts to come up, so I'm very grateful for that. Have you had any other kind of complications or anything as far as, you know, your meds go and stuff like that? Everything going okay? I've had no problems at all other than my biggest challenge is just trying to get my hemoglobin up. Um, the normal is 12 plus, and I've been as low as 7, 5 or something like that. And now I seem to have stabilized at 10.5. So I'm still a little under gold, but I'm going to get there. Oh, good. And how long has it been since you, your kidney transplant? On Tuesday, it will be six months. Wow. Wow. Well, that's great. Yep. And Janet, how, tell us how you're doing. I'm doing really good. I'm I'm feeling great, and I'm working full-time and got um, my first 25 LB under my belt. So that was my goal, was to be able to get back in the saddle, and it felt just wonderful. So I'm aiming for my next this coming weekend. Great. How was the ride? Tell us about it. Um, it was it was just so nice. We had a really nice day, um, and because both my horse and I have pretty much been out of the loop for about eight months, we just said, you know what, we're just going to take the maximum time if we need to, and the sand is a it's a very sandy park, so we don't want to take a unconditioned horse and and make him go too too fast. But I had a wonderful friend, um, Chip Jack, who had a younger horse, and she's just like, let's just hang together, and we ended up doing the whole ride together. And I think our ride time was four hours and forty minutes. So I turtled and loved every minute of it. Kathy, what's your next plans for riding, and what have you been doing? My riding has been slow to come back. Um, I bought a, a horse earlier this winter, but turns out he was a basket case on the trail. So I've been able to relocate him into a, a therapy program in southern Minnesota for um, for special folks, which I'm very excited about. Okay. Um, and then my, my rock store ho- horse... Um, LB, or her formal name is NW Wildcard, um, was recently purchased by a gal who was looking for something that had a whole lot more uh-huh. uh, So she's going to a phenomenal home. And um, about three weeks ago, a friend who is up in Alaska mushing dogs sent me a text and said, I hear you needing a horse. Go down and get JW from my mom's. So mm-hmm. three weekends ago, I drove down to southern Minnesota, and I picked up a spotted saddle horse, brought him home, and we got him all vetted in, and or all vetted up, and his feet done, and everything squared away, and started riding him the very next day. And so now I'm trying to learn gated riding. Okay. How's that going? <laughs> Um, well, he knows more than me, that's for sure. Uh Uh-huh, good. Well, that's good, though. (laughs) Yeah, I went over to the barn today and and rode him in the arena and um, actually got him to rack for about 20 minutes, or 20 feet, rather, and it was was kind of fun. 
how does that feel? How do you feel now? Other than um, other than a little tired, I feel great. Uh-huh. Um, amazing to be given the gift of life, and I'm eternally grateful to Janet for for what she has so selflessly done to help me. And then when you think about it, in six months I've had multiple miracles happen, and it's just unbelievable that the people who have reached out and and offered things or helped me out in many ways. I'm very grateful. Yes, it it is. It's it's an amazing story. Um, What kind of medications and stuff are you going to need to stay on? Well, I'm on two different anti-rejection medications right now, mm-hmm. and I will be on them the rest of my life. I'm on an anti-infective, but um, I, I'm taking a lot of pills every day. Uh-huh. But you know what? It's okay because it's keeping it's me alive. It. Right, right. Yep. You're, you're getting back to your normal life, and, and you've gone back to work also? Yes, full-time. Uh, wow. About the middle of January, I was able to go back. Uh-huh. And um, and it's it's phenomenal to be back in the saddle again, and and I'm excited about learning some new stuff. Right, riding a gated horse. Mm-hmm. So, w- what plans do you have coming up for for more riding? Well, um, rode yesterday, did about a little over five miles. Mm-hmm. Um, trails were a little too slick, so we had to kind of cut the ride short. But um, I'm actually targeting. Uh, my first 30 LD, uh, the weekend of my birthday in July. Oh, good. Good. Now, do you and Janet ever get a chance to get together anymore in person? Oh, yeah. We have. It's mm-hmm. been few and far between, but uh, three weekends ago, I she uh, invited me to go on over with her to the Madison, or the Midwest Horse Fair in Madison, and we had just a blast. Oh, good. Yeah, and of course, and then at the ride, ride. couple weekends, couple weekends ago, we saw each other. You were yep. camped out, and you trail rode, and when I got through with my LD, we hung out with our great friends and had our had the ride uh, potluck, and really got to spend some good time, and also with friends that we hadn't seen, and or I hadn't seen probably since right. since the surgery, and some of them since last year. So was that your first time for both of you to get to go camping and go to a ride camp? Wow. So how how did that feel? Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so comfortable. It's just like, it's like coming home. I mean, it's like a huge family and just seeing people, I mean, you know, it, it might be almost a year since you've seen people, but mm-hmm. you know, our group, our family up here, our ride family is so amazing. They just, you know, just take us all in and support us and, um, you know, just cheering each other on and because it's just such an amazing group of people to hang with and mm-hmm. to be able to just kind of walk across the street and see Kathy and watch her on a horse. I, um, was just really did my heart. Just, just really wonderful. Good. So what, what, yeah. What- um, the thing that might have made you both the most nervous. Let's start with Kathy. Oh, uh, not really much of anything. Good. Um, I the fact that the horse that 
I've been gifted with, if you will, for the next couple of years, is just so rock solid. Good. That, no, I've absolutely, I have no concerns about riding or being able to, being able to control him or Mm -hmm. not have him take off on me, you know, or have these big, huge spooks. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's really nice to be able to get on him and know that he's going to be just a rock star and we're going to have a good ride. Good. That's great. And have the doctors given you guys any kind of warnings, things that you need to be careful of or, you know, not to overdo stuff for a certain amount of time? Well, originally they told me to stay off the horse for eight weeks post-surgery, but after eight weeks, do whatever you want. And during the ride with the meds that you, you're on, um, did the doctors give you any kind of um, things to, to worry about, any kind of challenges or difficulties with, with taking the meds while you're riding long distances? Not really, but the biggest thing that they said that is um, one of the meds will really make you so much more sensitive to the sun okay. that for the first time in my life, I'm... I have to cover up with um, sunscreen and uh, and then also switching some of my clothing around to be able to be like a sunblocker type material. Mm-hmm. And um bought a shirt from Ariat that was just amazing. Kept me cool. It was long-sleeved, and I didn't come out on the weekend with any burns. Good, good. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's good, mm-hmm. good to do that anyway. Uh, you know, between that and losing... A lot of my hair <laughs> from the meds. Oh no! <laughs> no, those are the two main side effects. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. It's, now, have, it's just it's just hair. Have you changed anything as far as your diet goes? Well, I've been ordered by Janet to drink a lot of water every day. <laughs> Good for Janet. <laughs> Not bad advice, regardless, right? Not at all. So I downloaded an app, and it dings every once in a while to remind me, and I have my goal set at 100 ounces a day, and um, it's it's been very helpful. (laughs) Good. So, Kathy, are you feeling better now than you did before the transplant? Oh, there's no question. Oh, good, good. (laughs) I am. you know, I'm not freezing cold 24-7, and I have enough energy to make it through the day. Good. And, so you're, uh, obvious, obviously, you're much better off. You're still alive, but it's great to hear that your health has improved. Um, how about you, you Janet? How, how do you feel compared to before the transplant? Um, I feel exactly the same, basically. I feel oh, no difference at all. So, um, basically, the existing kidney just kind of takes on that that extra burden and there's absolutely no change. I, I If I hadn't had the memories of doing it, I I wouldn't have known. So, um, well, of course, there's a, there is a little bit of a scar, but, you know, mm-hmm. you know it's, uh, it, that's pretty much all healed up probably about, probably at least two months ago is when it stopped even quinging. So um, it's basically for me just... Um, kind of getting back into shape, doing my core exercises, and uh, I haven't had 
a whole lot of chance to ride, so it was nice to get in the saddle. And just really the um, only adjustment I made was buying an impact vest because mm-hmm. I just felt like I couldn't afford to have any um, serious injuries, you know, uh, coming off. So I hadn't had one before, so I did do some research and and bought one. And so I rode in it for the first time um, two weekends ago, and it was actually very light, um, comfortable. Um, so yeah, it's just a matter of getting adjusted to where you want. And that's pretty Mm. much the only chance, you know, it's just a matter too of knowing, you know, as far as lifting heavy things, just having some help. And gradually as I, you know, lift weights and build my strength, it'll it'll definitely be back. What is your next ride going to be? We'll be doing, uh, coming on Friday, I'll be leaving for, it's called um, Border Battle. It's literally right on the border between Wisconsin and Minnesota, just north of, north of St. Croix Falls. Um, mm-hmm. We ride in Governor Knoll State Park. And I think there'll be a, I'll be doing a 25 on Saturday morning. And um, beautiful trail um, through the woods and kind of goes up and up over um has some a uh, river and um you take a twisty trail that on a bluff overlooking the river that's just so much fun to ride. Um I did a fifty there back in twenty thirteen and just loved it. So okay. um I can tell pretty quick the twenty fives are are um gonna be um hopefully short prep for me and I wanna get back to fifties. My goal is by July. We should that's- check AERC and see if uh I can get credits for the miles you ride. <laughs> no, since I have your organ, I need to get credit for your miles. I <laughs> know. Right. Uh, All right, maybe we should create a new category. Who takes yeah, possession of the miles? Uh oh, it's going to be a battle. <laughs> Who else is going to do the Tarzan call with you? <laughs> Who? Yeah, I know. I'm. I won't allow anybody else to do Tarzan calls on the trail except him. Oh, good. Because <laughs> you know, when when you're out there and you're riding with somebody for 50 miles, ride after ride, you just, it's just, yeah, something to make the miles go by. And we just had so much fun. And uh, you know, before you know it, we'll be doing them together again. Maybe I don't know, Kathy. Are you thinking of Louise Rydell for your goal, or what ride in July? Um, spring green. Okay, I'll have to look that one up. You, she does a little bit more Wisconsin rides than I do. Yeah, how far apart are you guys, distance wise? Well, good hour, an hour. Oh, that's not bad. I saw Kathy. You Raven was kind of helping you with some of the gated stuff over the weekend. Yes, and she was with me again today, and um, I'm going to post some videos on. Facebook later yeah. tonight about what she was doing with uh, JW. Yeah, oh, Raven's cool. a good friend of ours that um, she rides Icelandics, and she rides this Icelandic pony that is just, oh, I'm sorry, horse got you kill me. <laughs> Icelandic horse. <laughs> that is just awesome. So she's just really a great friend. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, that yeah. I think it's awesome that your friend uh, is lending you the, the gated horse for a couple of years. That's if if somebody was interested in becoming a, an organ donor or um, specifically a kidney donor, what website could they go to to find out more information? 
I would recommend they either start with their local big university or specialty centers that do them or uh, check out the information online at unos.org. Terrific. Well, thank you both for joining us. Well, thank you for having us back on. Well, that was a great interview, and we're glad that they're doing so well. We talked to them uh, about four months ago, so it's good to see that they're back in the saddle and what what a neat thing they did for each other. We are... Yep. We are Horses in the Morning. You're listening to Glenn the Geek. We have Karen Chatton here. Of course, it is Endurance Day. Coach Dan is in the producer chair. And we are brought to you today by Renegade Hoof Boots. Tell us about it, Karen. Well, I've been using Renegades for several years. They're made in the USA. They come in several different colors. They have a couple of different models based on which um, one might fit your foot better, the traditional Renegade, which is mainly what I use. And they have a model called the Viper, which um, fits uh, a little bit different shaped hooves. And you can learn more about that fitting and sizing by going to renegadehoofboots.com or checking out YouTube and uh, searching for Renegade Hoof Boots. There are several videos on there on how to measure, how to fit, how to make adjustments. I've been using them um, this season as well. Uh, just did uh, a tough, rocky 50-mile ride this last weekend, but both of my horses got to do the ride together. I both used their renegades, and they worked just absolutely perfect. No rubs, no problems. When the boots came off, they were totally clean inside, and the horses just do uh, fabulous in them. It's a great product. And do you have again, a... Do you ever have a problem with them twisting at all? Every so often, and generally what will happen is usually not on Bo. Bo just tends to have everything work perfect for him. But Chief will get a little excited at times, or if I let his hind toes get a little bit too long, he'll um, hit with the hind toe and hit the front boot and twist it. So as long as I keep up to date and make sure I don't let his toes get too long, or try to keep him from getting too excited sometimes. That's when he will twist one of his front boots. Um, And he did the whole 50 this last uh, weekend, and he only twisted it one time uh, on the whole entire ride. Um, Otherwise, nothing happened with with Bo. They were perfect on him the whole ride. And other than that one single twist on Chief, they were perfect. No boots came off. And um, everything went really, really well. So it's a great product. I highly recommend it. And to learn more, go to renegadehoofboots.com. Very good. Another complaint I've seen about some of the competitors is that they do rub on the ankles. Um, but you're saying that you really don't have a problem with the renegades. Getting, no, I'm not. And I've done several okay. rides on both horses this year, and they haven't had a single rub. I haven't had you know, any problems in that regard at all. So, um, to, uh, like I said, it's a great product and um, worth checking out if, if you're into keeping your horses barefoot and, and want to use a hoof boot for protection when you need it and keep the horses barefoot the rest of the time. It works out really well. Very good. Renegade right. Hoof Boots, we appreciate their uh, support of the Endurance Day here on Horses in the Morning. Well, I am very excited about the next guest because you know how I feel about the Rose Bowl. I right? know. 
We've been covering that for seven years here now on the, uh, on the Horse Radio Network. Every year we do a special episode devoted to the Rose Bowl Parade. We get the Rose Bowl people on and we get a bunch of the acts on that are in the parade or, or groups that are in the parade on the, sh- on the show. And uh, you guys might be one of those. Why don't you introduce our next guest? We might be. This morning, my guest is Gail Pena. Gail's an endurance rider, and she's the one that's putting together the application for the AERC parade riders to be in the Rose Parade this coming January. And it involves quite a lot. You would Most people would never have any idea how much work that this is taking um, from not just Gail, but she, she's got several people helping as well. So welcome to the show, Gail. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Hi, well, it's good to be on. Thank you. Well, what inspired you to put together an AERC parade writers group for the Rose Parade? Well, because I just feel like there are several of us who maybe have always kind of dreamt about riding in the Rose Parade, and I got the <laughs> opportunity to ride. Yeah, um, I think I rode my first horse in front of the television um, during the Rose Parade. It was my mom's uh, little horse statue that she had. I remember riding on it and watching the horses in the Rose Parade, and just that was just my, I thought it was the ultimate thing. And I wanted to share that with my fellow endurance riders and give them the opportunity if they wanted. Now, where are you out of, Gail? Are you uh, where are you out of it? I live in Moreno Valley, which is Southern California. Oh yeah, did you go to? Are you in Norco? Well, I'm close to Norco, but no, I'm actually in Eastern Riverside County, kind of almost on the, you know Banning Beaumont off the 60 freeway. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Go ahead, Karen. Sorry and about that. And this, this year, <laughs> the theme is find your adventure. How how does how do endurance writers fit into that? Oh, I think they fit in perfectly. That that was what really, really, I thought, man, this is the year because it couldn't have gotten any better to have a better theme than Find Your Adventure because that's exactly what endurance writers do. Every time they mount up, they go out on the trail, they go to all these different places and enjoy, and especially since that theme is actually in celebration of the uh, 60th anniversary of National Parks. So that's why they chose that theme, Find Your Adventure. And what better way, because endurance riders cover the whole United States, and, and they've been to many, many, many national parks. And I think we represent them very well. Definitely. Well, tell us about your previous experience when you rode in the Rose Parade. Well, my very first time was in 2010 with the um, Arabian Horse Association group called the Region 1 Versatile Arabian Group. Uh, The parade marshal is Nancy Harvey. Um, She was so graciously, again, because she had um, many people, and she actually lives in Sierra Madre, which is right there in Pasadena. So um, she had many people ask her about it, and she was brave enough to step up to the plate and invite um, Region 1 members of Arabian Horse Association to apply to her. And I was chosen as one of the writers. We had 16 writers that year. Um, And then our group, I was amazingly uh, surprised and happily that we were chosen to ride. And then, um, then we did apply again the next year. We got to go again as the Region 1 costumed Arabian group where everybody was in a native costume. 
and we wrote again in 2013. So I've actually had three opportunities. And again, like I, I said, I just was so blessed and it's just such, there's just no other experience like it. You just, nothing in the world. You'll never forget the memory of, of going down Colorado Boulevard on your, your horse and all the smiling faces, all the people. Uh, there's rows of people in wheelchairs that are, are handicapped that people bring them. And then there's the elderly people and to see their faces light up and uh, kids. And then when you're going down the boulevard, you can see these, these uh, four story buildings that at the very top, there are just people packed you know, wow. all the windows just waving i mean it's just it's an incredible experience and then of course they have the stealth flyover um which you know the horses kind of come out of their <laughs> shoes on that but uh <laughs> there's no way to practice for it i'm sorry yeah that's but, right um, um, you, you don't have anybody you can call with a stealth plane to fly over and practice uh, yeah that doesn't happen no, no. hey uh now i got a couple questions for you how do the arabians do one and don't you have to qualify in other parades doesn't yes. each horse have to be qualified? Yes, they do. Um, it, it it isn't as though um, the committee prefers them all to have parade experience as um, as a group. Our group we have we're going to have about five parades under our belt together this year, so we have a pretty good record now. And we just did the Swallows Day Parade in San Juan Capistrano, which is a huge parade that is all horses, no no motor vehicles at all, just either um, wagons drawn, horse-drawn wagons, or there are um, just groups on foot, but there's uh, absolutely no motorized vehicles, so it's one of the biggest parades in the, uh, in the state. Yeah, we've always been, anytime we've ever been in a parade, there's been a band right behind us. Oh, uh, I know. A loud band. <laughs> exactly. I know. That can be, that can happen. And you have, that's one of the hardest things to practice for because it's such a uh, loud, the, the drums and all of that are so loud. Yeah. In a, and the in twirly a, girls with the flags and it's like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. And you know, everybody yeah. thinks about that. The riders all think about that but the truth is when your horse it's actually probably the best time for the horses to bond with their owners because they don't have anybody else to trust <laughs> right at that point it's you were that, that's it now it is the interesting that the rose bowl parade uh, committee decides that they would rather have your horses bolting and killing people in other parades than their parade so um yeah. and they have the clout to do that oh sure uh, yeah they want to yeah. make sure that uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If if something's going to happen, they yeah they want you to work out the bugs definitely before you get there. They're very choosy. Yeah, this that's is right. A, it's a big parade. It's a big deal. It's a nationally televised, and of course, I, I, it goes across the world in many ways. Um, I, I don't think there's there's very few people that don't know what the Roche Parade is. Now they have uh, in recent years uh, reduced actually the amount of horses in the parade. Uh, years ago, there used to be more horse groups than there is currently. Have you noticed that? Has that been a trend? Absolutely. They cut down just in the previous last year down from 22 horse groups to 16. Why? Did they give a reason? Uh, you know, I have no, I, I do not know exactly what the reason would be. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. Well, do you know how many apply to get in? Usually around 200 groups. Whoa. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, you yeah. Know, they have groups that they pick every year. Like the uh there's been their favorites and there's been a couple of groups that I think are grandfathered, right? A couple of the groups that have been like since day one. Yes, well Valley Hunt Clubs, they originated the roast parade in case you didn't know. So anytime they have a group they they're they're pretty much in. Um then there of course is Wells Fargo. They're always they're always there because they actually sponsor a lot of the things from the Roche Parade, um, like the equestrian reception. Um, they also sponsor the Equest Fest. Okay, and I got to ask ones- you about that before you go on Equest Fest. <laughs> that they do that a couple days before, and it's where all the equestrian yes. groups get together in an arena and put on a show. Yes. What are the endurance riders going to do? Are you guys <laughs> just going to ride really fast during the whole show around the edge, and then you know for like two hours? Or what are you no, guys no. no. <laughs> we only have um, actually our performance is to the music of Stephen Curtis Chapman called "The Great Adventure," and the first it's going to be a karaoke version, and it's going to start out "Saddle Up Your Horses." <laughs> <laughs> you know is that it? what you're saying? Karen's gonna sing. You're gonna have her mic, and she's gonna sing. Karen, are you gonna no, do that? No, Karen's but not I did. Singing. I did, <laughs> but I, I did actually. Song, <laughs> she picked the song. She sent that to me, and I got goosebumps. I thought that's it, because then they say this is a great adventure. We'll ride high mount. We'll 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 climb mountain tops. I mean, it's exactly what endurance riding is. I couldn't help but think about the Tevis Cup and all the other great things that endurance riders do on rides that are just, you finish a ride and you just go, wow, did I just do that? That was so awesome. And it, it just struck me that that was perfect. Then it had a really good um, harmony and a, a great beat. So we were just practicing last night. Our routine, we're already, we've already put together a routine we're working on. Um, and I've got eight Equest Fest riders designated. We'll be doing a video because a video is necessary of our Equest performance for the application. So those are all the things I've been trying to put together so we can turn in our application by May 31. Well, now, um, have, have you, Karen, have you done any parades yet? Have you ridden any parades yet? Um, yes. In fact, I've got another one coming up in June where there's going to be several of us. We're actually very fortunate. I believe there's seven horses from northern Nevada that are going to be in the group of 24 with AERC if we get in. And so that's kind of exciting. So we're going to be doing, um, you know, as many parades as we can to get the practice in. Although I think, especially with my horses, I have a friend that's going to be riding bow and I'm going to ride chief. Hopefully, um, they've got so much experience already with all the things that they've done. I think they're going to take yeah. to it. I think they've probably seen it all. Don't you think, Gail? (laughs) I know Gail's been really encouraging. So, Gail, tell us what's involved with putting together the parade application. Well, it's called the binder. And every applicant, yeah, the binder. And this year we were very fortunate to have a very talented young woman named Lisa Peck who is an up-and-coming photographer and videographer, and she's done all the editing of all of our writers' pictures and turned out beautiful 8x10s of each horse. They, they must be a picture of the rider and horse that they're riding in the parade in the attire as they'll be in the parade. And so she's put together all of our 24 riders, um, and I will 
be putting those all in with what we call the EPP Equestrian Participant Profile, showing all their information and past experience and describing their costume and horses. Um, and then I have the DVD. And then there'll be some bios. Karen has provided us with a bio as well as our other living legends. You ha- we have to talk about the living legends. But um, th- there'll be some bios in there and then a, a good introduction about our group, American Endurance Ride Conference. They really understand what we're about. Because, you know, a lot of people don't even know we- there is any kind of group like us. We're very unique. Um, we'll be one of the first groups where everyone mounted will be um, wearing a riding helmet. So I want to bring out the fact that, you know, we take care of our horses. We take care of ourselves. We're good sports and good horse people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's part of the thing that I'm going to be um, trying to bring to light and, and to show them what an interesting group we are, um, how unique we are, and that we do have beautiful horses, beautiful riders, our Custom tech from the Distance Depot um, is all coordinated. So it'll, it, the binder will show all of that. Plus, we have a group of 16 that um, also pictures from parades we've done together. But we do have this beautiful group bo- photo that Lisa Peck put together for us. Um, and it's just, it's a beautiful picture. And that will be in the front. And I plan on having our collage of AERC riders who have sent in pictures, any any AERC rider in any national park. And so we'll have different riders from American Endurance Ride Conference at national parks. And it wasn't necessary that it be at a ride, but just riding and enjoying our national parks. I think that fits the theme of the parade very well. So those are the things I'm trying to bring out to the front so that we stand out. And the binder, as I said, Lisa Peck made us a professional binder that I I think they're all going to be really impressed with. Yeah, she's done a great job. Everything is coming out just beautiful. She's done some videos, too, that are really amazing and inspiring. Yeah, she's even going to, she even has a drone that she's going to use. We're going to be in a parade (laughs) called the... uh, uh, Carson, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Western Days Parade in Valley Center on May 23rd, Saturday morning. It starts at uh, 10 a.m. Um, we're going to be in that parade. Going to, so I don't know about this drone. We'll have to see with the horses. It might be a miniature stealth. You know, we may all do the slits. I don't know. <laughs> but she's she's going to try to get some over aerial views of us. Um, and oh, so, neat. I mean, she's just going to town on this, and, and I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, I think it's going to knock the socks off our Rose Parade Committee people. I think they're going to be really impressed, and, and that's what we need to do. We need to make an excellent impression. We need to stand out in that from those other people that are applying and really, really just bring American Endurance Ride Conference to the front so that people will see it. It's, it's excellent, excellent promotion. I, I was surprised, actually, that you haven't seen drones on the rides. I thought maybe the ride organizers would would start using drones to kind of keep track on things. They're using them in so many other areas now. It would be a perfect thing to actually, if they flew them high enough, that your horses weren't freaking out, um, but to actually to keep an eye on the rides and, and things that happen. I bet you'll see that in coming years. Absolutely. That's absolutely. This is cutting edge technique. I would never think of that. I mean, when she presented it to me, I was like, what? But um, it's, it's cutting edge technology, especially, you know, I mean, but it's really neat. If you look at, I mean, 
aerial pictures of riders on horses it's just amazing you know it's just it's so i'm i'm looking forward to it and i think it's going to be another unique thing that our group is going to show that we have um we're really on top of it and we really want to present um people with a great and entertaining view of what what we do well tell us a bit about the riders that are participating who are they and where are most of them from well, as you said, Karen, we have seven writers from Nevada. Um, the rest of our group is, is scattered around Southern California. We have some as far as Ventura County, uh, Fresno, and then um, a lot of them are from the San Diego County area. So we, we like practice has been really hard because it's very hard to get everybody timed on a day that they can ride and be there. But let me tell you, I'm very proud of the dedication these girls have shown because they're doing their best. I mean, I've had them drive, drop horses off here locally and then go do, you know, errands around the county, come back for practice and leave at 8 o'clock at night, still have to drive four hours back home to Ventura for a practice. But they're Mm -hmm. that dedicated. Um, And so these are awesome writers. They're all very experienced writers, which makes it really easy to work with them. I can have confidence in them because I know they can handle their horses. I always say it's not about the horse. It's about the rider. And if the Mm -hmm. rider can clear their mind and ride effectively, they can ride that horse through anything. And that's what you need to do when when you're talking about riding in a parade. You need to clear your mind. You need to be uh, confident and experienced at handling your horse. And then the horses are fabulous. They just do great. I'm very proud of every single one of them. We have a great group. We're going to have 24 riders, which is a pretty good number. Um, And in fact, I'm looking for anyone who wants to donate. Um, I prefer like a couple of big horse fans because when we go to the pit with our riders and horses uh, the night before, there's a block that we need to fit into. And it isn't as though everybody can trailer their horse on there. We need to have all the horses pretty much on a couple of big trailers. Um, So I am reaching out to that. If anyone knows of anyone who would be willing to donate their large horse fans um, for the night of the parade, give us a call. Um, but other than that, we have great writers. Um, all are AERC members and have done, uh, the majority of them have done at least one 50 mile endurance ride. If not, as Karen, uh, as Karen has said, we have probably 35 uh, Tevis buckles just in our front row alone from riders who have finished that 100 mile endurance ride. Um, so it just gives you an idea of the caliber of people that are riding in this parade. There's these are the people that if there's an emergency in the crowd, gee, just, I could just see Dave Ray throw somebody on the back of his horse and gallop to the hospital. If he, has, he could do it. <laughs> he could get them through the crowd. We don't, you know, well, if we couldn't get in. I mean, he's just, there's amazing riders and amazing horses. Right. And, and definitely a lot of experienced people we've got for, for the front. I was surprised when Gail asked me. I, I didn't think it was a serious thing. And then I realized she actually was serious. And, and 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 then I thought about it, and I thought, I don't know, she's not very good at following in a group. And then she said, I could lead in the front. And I was like, okay. Be in the front. <laughs> don't worry about That's it. That's where her horses like front. to be. They don't like to be last. <laughs> yeah. well, they don't mind being last. They just don't want to be behind a bunch of, you know, horses that then – they want to pass, you know what I mean? So, well, you so, know, the one thing I've thinking, heard from 
from other people that have been in a parade like that, Karen, is when your horses are out in the trail and something comes across the trail and spooks them, there's only one thing. They're, the only thing they have to focus on. When they're out That's there in right. front of a million people, there's way back, everything's waving and banners are going and there's <laughs> noise and everything. They, they, can't, they don't focus on any one thing. That is the one thing I've heard is they're actually almost better on a parade route because they're, they're yes. not focusing on one thing. Yeah. Yes, that's why uh, I said they bond with their rider. They yeah. say, "Okay, I came in with you, and I am going to go out of here <laughs> with you." <laughs> Do not. Yeah, want it might to be faster you. than you expected, but yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> and, exactly. And Gail, we're getting kind of short on time, but just real quick, kind of explain a little bit. Describe what happens leading up to you know the day and the night before the parade. Okay. The logistics the- and stuff. That's the real fun part. Um, there's the thing called a pit, which is where they close off the 110 freeway um, up to Orange Grove, and, and that whole area is used as an equestrian staging area. And you need to be in the pit by midnight, and then you're, you're parked in there, and your horses generally, they, they trailer in and stay on the trailer for the night because you, know, you don't want to go out running around Pasadena. So, so they are on the trailer, um, where they're fed and watered on the trailers, and the riders can choose to either stay in a hotel and come in the morning and saddle up or stay right there. And if you choose to stay right there, um, don't count on getting any sleep. There are loud generators, <laughs> Just like loud lights. <laughs> it's, it's, well, everybody shuts down pretty much at an endurance ride by 9. Here right. the party starts at midnight. This is also okay. New Year's Eve. Um, yeah, you can that's also true. Yeah, and the other thing that we do get to get to do is we get to go up and watch, get to see the floats. Um, so we do go up and do the float viewing, which is really neat. Just you, it's the middle of the, it's one a.m. in the morning, two a.m. in the morning, and there's just people walking up and down, looking at these, and you could smell the flowers. They're so beautiful, mm. and you're, it's just like being in a fantasy. You can't even believe it's real. It's so amazing. And then uh, you try to go to sleep. Um, I think we're going to all have cots and heaters for the ones who want to stay with the horses, which I feel with this group, there are going to be quite a few who just want, would like to stay close to their horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in the morning, I'm going to try to provide us a couple of living quarters where everyone can take turns dressing, um, putting on makeup, you know, because you do want to, we're going to be wearing, oh, and we're going to be wearing Russian red MAC lipstick. Oh, except for the guys. <laughs> We're, I don't think Dave would like that, um, the Daves that we have. Um, uh, we do, and we do have a really neat group of legends. Um, Karen is a legend. Dave Rabe is a legend. Uh, Dave Nicholson is a legend. And then we have Connie Creech and John Park. These are five legends and Hall of Fame horses as well. And I'm, I'm just really excited that they all took me seriously and uh, we'll be in our front row, and people will get to see people that they may never have experienced, even those who are maybe the young kids that are 12 or 13-year-old girls and boys who are interested in horses. Someday, they might look back and say, wow, you know, I saw those guys in the Rose Parade. Yes, it's a great opportunity to show off AERC and our sport and get it out there in front of the world. It's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Gil, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, we'll probably have you back on after um, it's over so you can tell us all about how everything went. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Yes, I totally look forward to that. I mean, I'm going to definitely share it with everybody. 
Yes, you're doing a great job. Thank you so much. It's much appreciated from from many of us. And and thanks again for being on this morning. Excellent. Thank you, Karen. See you on the rail. Bye-bye. See you on TV. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing you guys. We'll be waving. I know. Won't that be awesome? I mean, I really didn't take her seriously at first. And when she first asked, and and I don't remember when it was, and then a few months had gone by, and then I got another message from her, and then I joined the the Facebook page for the AARC writers, and then I realized, boy, these guys are really serious. They've already been practicing and doing parades, and they've got all their gear together, and everything's matching uh, the distance depots done the red, white, and blue tack, and it's just everything's coordinated. And they've put a lot of work into this already, and it, it's just amazing. And it's a great opportunity for AERC to to get a, a, some recognition. Are you going to have flowers course. on your helmet? Are you going to have roses on your helmet? Well, that's what I was kind of thinking. Is by the time you know we've gotten to the staging area and waited and then gone through the parade route, our horses are probably going to be trying to eat the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our endurance horses, they're used to eating anything. So we may have to maybe practice that part too a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, we have a, I, there's too many rides to go through in the upcoming events, right? I mean, there's a ton of them. There are. There's tons of events going on all over the country. Lots of rides. Uh, You know, parts parts of the country are starting to get a little bit hot, so there won't be as many. While others are start are just now really getting going. Um, For anyone that wants to find out about rides in the area, go to the AERC online ride calendar. You can go to aerc.org or aercaonline.org and look up the ride calendar, look up the region for where you're at. They've also got a lot of other information on there you could look up, such as clinics for uh, Endurance 101 and 201 clinics. Those are popping up all over the country as well, and it's a great way to go learn a little bit about endurance, meet some people, make some new friends. And rides, of course, are always looking for volunteers. So even if you're not ready to ride your horse in a ride yet, uh, go find a ride close to you and call up the ride manager and ask if they can use your help. It's a lot of Very fun. Good. Very good. Well, thank you for that, Karen. A couple of things. Thank you to everybody who posted on Redmond Equine's uh, page. I was just over there. And we would ask you, even if there are 10 there already, the first 10, we're going to get the relight products from Redmond Equine. But even if there are 10, keep posting and uh, let Redmond Equine know how much you like horses in the morning and also that you'd like their products that helps us out too. Also, I wanted to do a quick update here. We talked about this on yesterday's Horses in the Morning. Uh, Aventor Jessica Phoenix, who's been on our shows for seven years now, and one of our good friends here at the Horse Radio Network, uh, was injured in a, a rotational fall over the weekend at Jersey Fresh in New Jersey. She, uh, we got an update just a couple minutes ago. She broke three ribs, her clavicle, which is her collarbone, her sacrum, which is that bone that's at the base of your spine in the fall. She was wearing an air vest at the time of the fall and still received internal injuries. They had to go in and operate on her liver. Um, she is leaving. The update is that she is leaving ICU today. So she's going to a regular room. They have a picture of her there hooked up to all kinds of things, and she was smiling, so that's good. Jessica's one tough cookie, 
she just had a baby about two months ago and was competing in a two-star event already. Um, she uh, and her family are there with her two kids and her husband are there. So we wish them the best, and we wish her a speedy uh, recovery. This is going to take a little while, I believe, but uh, we hope that they have everything under control with her internal injuries and that uh, she is uh, doing better. She, Karen would not be here today without the ear vest. She just wouldn't be wow. here today. The ear vest, I know a definitely. couple people that ride in those. They're yeah, you know, cool. even on endurance rides? Yes, and well, they're so inexpensive compared to the cost of an emergency room visit. Yes. <laughs> now, you guys would have to worry about remembering and telling to hook them every time you get off because you get off so many times during That's the day. That's true. I, I think one of my <laughs> friends has set hers off one time. <laughs> every eventer does. At the end, they're all excited about finishing cross-country. Your adrenaline's flowing. You hop off your horse and go. <laughs> I mean, it's everybody does it, I think, that wears those vests. But, you know, in this case, I think they're going to become mandatory and probably even endurance at some point because – I mean, in her case, she had internal injuries with the vest. Can you imagine? So she probably wouldn't uh, survive otherwise. No, that's great she, that she had it on. Yeah, all eventers are using them now, and I think it's required at certain levels now. Well, they're but they're not even that making them. Are they? And well, aren't they? they're usually they're making them now, so they're combined with the regular vest, the regular uh-huh. vest protector. So they're all in one unit now. You don't have to wear two separate units. Okay. And, in inventing, you still have to wear the regular chest protector, and then uh, most people are voluntarily wearing the others. But they're making them combined now, and I think they're about seven hundred bucks. Uh, but okay. you wear them for years. I mean, they last a long time, and right, you, you just wear have them to for years. The, the canisters, if they go off. Correct, and you buy them in like a four or five six pack or something for like twenty five bucks. So uh, you you buy the canisters in bulk, and then you 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 know you guys would just carry an extra one along. It'd be like your spare tire. Um, you carry an extra one along. I don't know how much you know with eventers. They have the problem of the rotational falls. So where they're going head over tea kettles, the mm-hmm. horses hit their front legs, and then the you know they send a rider over top, and then the horse lands on the rider is the problem yeah, that, with the rotational that falls. With endurance riders, too. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering about if, that. If it can be done, an endurance rider has done it. <laughs> <laughs> we had a rider this weekend, actually, that had to be airlifted <laughs> out that came off her horse. And uh, from what I, my friends have told me, a helicopter ride now is getting upwards of $30,000 or more. Yeah. So when you compare the cost of those vests, you know, really, they're they're not that expensive compared to the cost of, you know, the the emergency and and the damage that could be done, you know, to your body. You know, and they're so light. I mean, it's not like it's going to be extra weight on you guys. It's, they're so light. Uh, they're not heavy at all anymore. Uh, and they've really gotten the weight down. They've got the bulkiness of them down. They've really got them sleek looking now. And we saw some at Ada at the trade show last time that really were cool looking, you know, and you can get them in different colors and, you know, they're, they're really, uh, really making them cool. They really do support the neck too. So a lot of them, uh, and lower spine. So if you're coming off in any way, shape or fashion, and you land on your back, they're really going to be supportive of that, um, as well. And, and, you know, I, I think you're going to start seeing them now that they've become a really big thing, you know, a, a mm-hmm. standard operating thing for eventers, even at lower levels, I think you're going to start seeing them in endurance. You're starting to see them now on the tracks and even at barns where people are look breaking youngsters. Now they're wearing them. Uh, dressage riders are now wearing them, working with the young riders. 
Yeah, bull right. I mean, just everybody. Uh-huh. So I think you're going to see these just like helmets as standard eventually. And the prices will come but down. I, they always do. I, just like with the helmets, more and more equestrians of all types are wearing helmets that didn't used to. I mean, even the bull riders sometimes are wearing helmets now. Right, right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up for today. Good show, right. Karen. Uh, thank you for putting that together. Sorry we had a little bit of a hesitation there at the beginning of the show trying to get Mike on, but we got it figured out, and I'm glad he showed up. And it looks like a lot of people are over there liking Redmond Equine. We also want to thank our other sponsors, of course, Distance Depot, where you can go to get all your Redmond Equine products. And also, you know, our friends over at Renegade Hoop Foods who have been sponsoring, you know, let's give them credit. They've been with you and the Endurance episode since day one. Uh, yes, so, we have. Yeah, yeah, they've been with us for how long? We've we been doing this now, long time. <laughs> two years. I know longer? it. Isn't it great? I bet you it's yeah, been, I think it's been, I bet you it's been longer than two years, and it's always one of the most popular episodes every month. So thank you to your listeners, your your endurance friends who show up and who read the and blog. We, Let everybody know what that is. Yeah, and we haven't run out of the stuff to talk about, which is pretty cool too. No. My blog, my blog is uh, KarenChatton dot com, and I just noticed yesterday. I had over like 11,500 unique visitors in in the last month. And I was like, oh, I'm going to need to start blogging more because I've kind of been neglectful. I've been bad. So I'm going to get back to, to posting in my yeah, blog more often. You know, we know we have a lot of, and I wish I could find her email. I was looking for it right here. I don't know if you have it handy. I wanted to give a shout out to our friend who wrote to us who started doing endurance riding because she heard you on the show. And I believe she was from New Jersey and I could not remember her name. So I apologize to her. I wanted to give her a shout out. You know which email I'm talking about too. Um, But you have so much good content on your blog that new endurance riders can go on there and read all day. So there's uh, years worth of posts on all sorts of things all sorts of different topics. So, but I still have a lot of new stuff that I want to blog about, you know, like a lot of the rides I do, you know, things usually end up well, but sometimes during the ride, things don't always go perfectly well. I'm still learning. I'm still making mistakes, doing dumb things. And those are the kind of things that, you know, I like to blog about sometimes and share so that other people can learn, you know, hopefully from my mistakes so that they don't have to make them with their own horses. Um, You know, so there's still a lot of stuff. You know, that's the cool thing with endurance is we never stop learning. Each horse is always continually changing and teaching us new things. And we're still always learning about them, which is you know, pretty cool. It's it's a it's a neat sport to be in, and and being able to ride long distance is just an awesome awesome thing. So I'm having fun coming on the show and talking about it every month. Well, thank you so much, Karen. We appreciate you being here. We appreciate everybody stopping by today. We'll be back tomorrow. Jamie will be here. It's our Wednesday episode. We hope uh, to have the European report and everything else that happens on Wednesday. So we'll see you here tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern on. Horses in the morning.